0: This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I believe yeah, me. Yeah, Blessing yeah, when the land is more committed. yeah, yeah, yeah As long to see yeah, yeah, me. Blessing yeah, when the land is more cometsy.
0: Welcome along this, uh, another podcast from the Shrimps Trust, it's another shrimp net. Uh, after another quiet and uneventful week at the Mizuma, uh, nothing much has happened so we thought we'd uh, try and get some interesting guests on this week and uh, we couldn't do that so you stuck with me and Joel as usual. But uh, we do have uh, our fragrant and uh, this week busy but tame board member, uh, James Wakefield joining us today. James, welcome along.
2: Air freeze.
0: uh and also um to give their take on the uh, the last seven days we 've got our match day announcer his voice his voice is uh, very very familiar to everyone, uh, and his beard is now familiar to everybody on youtube uh, Swids, Mark Swindler, welcome along mark
3: thank you Can I, I not be fragrant as well please
0: uh, no no, James is always fragrant <laughs> even though he's just played fine aside uh, and we've also got um our political firebrand and season ticket holder uh, to discuss the uh, the, week's, um, the week's meanderings from a, a left-wing point of view. It's Michael Gibson. Posh, welcome along.
4: Marvellous. Thank you very much for having me. Good evening.
0: Um, I- I'm going to keep it in the traditional format and start with <laughs> Shrewsbury. Um, and it- it's, it's going to be one of, them, uh, one of them tales that where were you when you heard it was called off? <laughs> Swidge, you can start. Where were you? <laughs>
3: I was sat next to you, in your car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where were we? <laughs> we, we, were, uh, we were desperately needing a wee near uh, Wrexham at the time, I think.
0: Correct. And uh, Quinny very kindly rang you. And while you took that call, Rod Taylor rang me. He <laughs> said, turn round. And I was like, oh. And then the thing that got me, chaps, and it was like, and I've read it again, and it's true, and it was like, the referee called it off because of the state of the pitch and the forecast for the afternoon. Well, I don't know where he got his forecast from because it was bloody glorious sunshine all afternoon. Joel, discuss.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can vouch for that because I was actually in Shrewsbury all afternoon. Thank so you. I, I, my, my point of finding out was, I think I, we just walked over a little bridge. We, we were walking through Shrewsbury from the t- train station. We just walked over a little bridge over a river or something like that. I don't really know. Uh, uh, <laughs> and this, this young lad just walked past us the other way, said, so being called off. so we just so we checked Twitter and yeah we're a bit gutted but you know onwards to a pub uh, called the Nice Head which served a very interestingly named shot I'm probably not going to say on here because it's a very rude word but uh, yeah it was was, at the end of the day it was a good afternoon and obviously I understand that uh, a lot of people were travelling down with some gone sorry what was the weather like? it was lovely it was really nice we uh, had a little bit of time out in the beer garden it was very good so, James, you reckoned it, you reckon that, that that was
2: basically, that might not have been the match referee, that could have been a local referee, mightn't it, at one o'clock? I honestly, I honestly don't know. I think it, my my issue with it is not so much that particular one, but it's just the rules of the game generally. There shouldn't be the situation where people are travelling hundreds, hundreds of miles and being told an hour before kick-off that they're off. And we, we weren't the unluckiest that day. There were other people who travelled 400 miles that day. So, yeah, I think I think somebody needs to take a look at it, come up with a policy so that that doesn't happen because it, it is a nonsense, isn't it? And you know what? If for me a game should be played in the wet if people have had to travel that, that all that distance and we should just get on with it it's, it's the same for both teams
0: well uh, again it's easy to criticize because i don't know the, but looking at the little video of the man who did the i'll throw it onto this little bit of and there's about half a dozen people stood around with forks and i'm like and i don't mean forks i mean forks for digging so why weren't they digging? And literally, you could have had that puddle away in about thirty seconds. I just didn't get it, but that's the way it is. And uh, that that turned out to be um, the last called off, off match of Stephen Robinson's reign. Before we go to that little uh, that that shall we say cast iron nugget that we're going to talk about, I want to talk about the Rotherham game. Um, obviously, Baz and Wain has took over. They played three five two. Uh, we conceded our, our customary worldie in the first four minutes, but after that played pretty well. Then they scored on the break. And then from then on, yes, it was end to end. They at the bar, they at the post. Trevor Carson made a good save. But we had eight shots and their keeper played out of this world. And uh, Joel, you, you, I'm sick of saying it. We've only won three in
1: 23, but we should have got something. Yeah, uh, again, it's another game where we kind of come away from it. Frustrated. I think a point probably would have been fair, I'd say maybe. But, you know, just while those were obviously early on, Lodapo, great bit of individual skill. It's a nice finish from the second one and a great bit of individual skill from uh, Dan Barlitz, who's a cracking midfielder to make the chance. And then obviously throughout the first half, we'd have had a few good chances. And then second half, even more good chances. Unbelievable display from the keeper. You know, Coles put one over the bar from close range, which, you know, you know, you you know, as as you say, you know, you put you probably put your mortgage on that. Just while those days, again, we're kind of running out of days, which is a little bit concerning. But hopefully, you know, the lot's got to turn at some point if we keep uh, putting in performances like this. And I'll come to uh, posh now. Um, you've seen
0: the highlights. Uh, you look at the uh, the free kick that was given against Cole for the, uh, a squeezy little push, and Beddo puts the ball in from the corner. And quite rightly, the first thing that myself and Glenn said was, would he have given a penalty for that? Uh, and every single person in the world who knows anything about football would say, no chance. And so when you looks out, you looks out. And then obviously in the last minute, um, Ryan Kearney goes down right-hand side, completely skins his man, curls it beautifully. It's the post. There's Obeka, there's Cole, and there's somebody else stood there, and it falls back into the keeper's arms. And I'm like, well, if we carry on like this, we're brilliant and we're doomed.
4: Uh, yeah, I think the last... Joel's mentioned this on Twitter, but the, I think the last four games are expected goals figure. And obviously, you know, it's real goals that count. But expected goals, we're better than... I think our numbers are better than every team we've faced in the last four games. And, you know, we, we constantly look like a side who should be winning. We don't. And I, I'm I'm... It's difficult to see what the difference is. And I think Rotherham was Freddie Ladapo. I thought he was, he looked magnificent. And, you know, the the save that he got, uh, that Trevor made right at the end of the game was another example of his fantastic movement and pace and skill on the ball. But he really was the difference that I I think without our side, we would have comfortably taken that game to them. But I I, I just, it was just, I I think um, we'll probably come to this, but I think the biggest thing that you could take out of the game was just an enormous amount of um you know from i think a lot of us mark and i actually watched we're watching the game and we we were kind of terrified that we were going to get you know the heads were going to go down there's going to be a reason here we could get thumped tonight and and when those first two goals went in you know you were fearing the worst sometimes yeah. but the performance was absolutely, absolutely magnificent you know and for so many Rotherham fans to say that apart from Wigan we were the best side to go there was a real testimony yeah. to that you know what a brilliant side we were and we really really worked our socks off and just that sheer level of pride but the other thing was and Mark spotted as well was the, you know, the, the guys all together in a huddled game which I haven't seen before you know they're all there together and actually believing that they can do this and I, and I didn't see any difference from you know, in, in fact, even a, it took a step up again from where we were, you know, uh, when we had Stephen Robinson. That's fantastic to see. So it just proves that derek has got something fantastic to work with going forward.
0: And looking at the job Swids, that uh, Baz and Wainers did, uh, they used the subs intelligently. Uh, uh, Obiki came on and made a difference. They they started with uh, Usman Fane, Fane, whatever you want to call him. Uh, and he had a really good game as well. Tombs was absolutely imperious and uh, I, I've seen I've seen hundreds of Morecambe teams play worse than that and win and that's the disappointing thing isn't it?
3: Yeah uh, absolutely I mean we played so well I was so disappointed that we didn't get anything out of that I was disappointed for Baz as well I mean he, he, I mean, he really stepped up and he always does whenever we need him you know I think uh, you know it, it, it short notice to, to Get the squad as as well drilled as as that. I thought was was absolutely superb. And I think Wayne is as well was just living his best life, stood next to Baz, wasn't he? he? Was just just having a day out, wasn't he? he was loving it. it was what he was, his dreams were all came true. It was just awesome to see.
0: Yeah, and it, uh, like I say, from the from the obviously uh, you were quite busy that night, James. I'll I gather because obviously you were watching the game and uh, trying to find as a manager, I would imagine.
2: Yeah, I managed to watch most of the game. I did spend a good part of the second second half on the phone. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I echo what everybody said. The lads played absolutely wonderfully. And I tell you what, um, hearing Anthony, Anthony O'Connor's words after the game, that you know, if anybody's questioned that, that man's attitude or that man's true understanding of leadership, then go back and listen to what he said exactly. you know, he basically said it's all about going on the pitch we lead ourselves anything can happen in football but we don't need motivation we don't need somebody to to tell us what to do and they were they were just fantastic absolutely wonderful I enjoyed that honestly as much as I enjoyed us watching us coming back coming back from three 0 down against Doncaster Don, Don um so yeah it, it's um, it's a team that keeps on going it's just a team that keeps on going and that's got to that's got to come good in the next 12 games.
0: Well, and like I say, I go back to the incident where Beddo scored the goal and like I said, you know, yes, it, there was a push, definitely a push by Cole, but he wouldn't have given a penalty for it. And if a, a defender does that on an attacker, it's never given. But if an attacker does it on a defender and he's given it, so you can't complain. But I go back to the Accrington Akring, game. There was an incident in the first half where we had a corner, a dangerous corner, where Cole impeded the keeper and he spotted it straight away and gave it. Both of Accrington's goals, Carlson was impeded and he never gave a thing. And you're just like, why is it always us who were suffering with the referees? Well,
4: uh, take Doncaster. I mean, their their keeper could have been arrested for grievous bodily harm for what he did. And we didn't even get a free kick.
0: No, I think it was a penalty, wasn't it? It was a penalty. Absolutely. And
4: And, and sending off, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's easy to blame that. But then again... We have created all those chances. A baker had a really fantastic chance, which the keeper made a, a worldy from. Uh, and you know, we 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 did obviously, as we said, we hit the post, et cetera, etc., etc. Cetera. Uh, is it just a question of a change of look, Joel?
1: Maybe uh, it's it's hard to put your finger on these kind of things when when the ball's not going in, even though you may you're making the chances. Because ultimately, like, what to make sense? What, what more can like? As a as a management and a team, can you really do? Uh, you know, work as a team. You create the chances, and that's how you score goals. You don't score goals, you don't create chances. And when you're creating more chances and better chances than your opponents, but they're, they're not going in, and, and it's it's hard to put your finger on. I think part of it probably is a little bit of maybe believe, confidence, look, just those kind of slightly more intangible things. That you know, we'll hope hopefully uh, we'll come with this obviously soon soon enough. But you know hopefully Derek can maybe galvanize a little bit, but we'll have to see. To, to paraphrase that advert about uh, how simple... Denny! He? He's Denny!
0: He. <laughs> um, so we'll, I'll, we'll move on now to... Uh, and I'll, I'll start with James. Um, obviously, Fabrizio Romano um, on Twitter, St Mirren are approaching Morecambe, they fancy the manager. And that's sort of like four o'clock Monday. Uh, and... By Tuesday morning he's he's taking training at St. Mirren And I'm like, I mean, that must have come as a I mean, from our point of view, it came it it came as a a massive shock. What about the board of directors? Did you see that coming? How did it work?
2: No, it was a shock, complete shock. Um I I don't believe it. It was rumbling on for days and days and days. I think it was probably something that um developed over over the course of the weekend. But it was a complete shock, no question. Um, I got a call from somebody who said, have you seen what Fabrizio Romano said? And I'm pleased to say, I was like, who's he? Because I don't <laughs> care who people is with on Twitter are. Um, but then I looked and I was like, oh, and I mean, yeah, I, I was as shocked as, as, as anybody else. And um, it all moved incredibly quickly then. We went from sort of like, oh, and then, yeah, it was it was there. So, yeah, it was a shock. So it came as a surprise to
0: all fans, obviously, and um, it's been obviously a lot of discussion on the Facebook and on the uh, on the, the message boards, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I was—I'll come out and say straight away. As soon as the rumours came out, I was like, "Well, he's going to go. He's, he's, he's going to go because if somebody offers you more money in a job, you're going to go." And that's what I always think. And uh, I, I, I don't mind—I don't mind saying, like, it. I, I'm probably one of the few people who just accepts there is no loyalty in football and there hasn't been for quite a few years and I just think I'm just being you know it's optimistic to say oh so-and-so will stay but yeah and it shouldn't always be about money but you know if he's protecting his family and he's they've offered him a great deal and blah 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 you know and you know you can joke about it all you want going from you know as somebody's put on uh, one of the memes he's gone from The greatest football player in the world to a pub league but that's up to him if he's getting paid isn't it so anyway what what are your thoughts on that posh
4: to me it's not about money um you know i mean it might be for Stephen robinson but i think there's there's greater levels that you know people like james and i experience running companies that um there's things like integrity and and um, honesty and all these kind of things that matter a huge amount when you make an agreement with somebody. So um, I'll give you an example. So if I've got a junior member of my team, they come to me and you're on a salary of I don't know, salary of thirty grand or something. It's perfectly, you perfectly entitled. You're right to think, you know, I've got, I've got a long career ahead of me. I've got, you know, got, you know, I'm in and I've got this bigger job, or and I want to go and move. Absolutely fine. If I go and hire somebody on a really big salary to go and head up the company and like, you know, become say a managing director in my business or something else like that. They come to me with a plan. You know, it's not like a normal interview. You're not just doing a job. You're building a, you're building something. You know, your empire building. You're working with that team to be a integral part of it, and work with other people. And and you're such an integral part of that business and that opportunity. And more come at the football club. At the end of the day, is a business as well as being you know something community thing that we all support and love and everything else. And there is differences, but I actually think that should engender more loyalty, not less. Because you're doing it for the, you know, it's not just a company. It's the, you know, there's a there's a town and a people and a fan base who are all really loyal to it. And yet, so you you put more on the table than about money. And and you've got and it's you you have a sense of duty to hold the values that you brought to that conversation. I you know I'm going to do this over three year period. I'm going to do this. I think it's great. I love it here. All these kind of things. When you get the first chance to go and prove that or not, and you just walk away from it, then that's gonna sit on him for the rest of his career. And and he can he'll I, never he'll never be able to do it again. I'm telling you that now. Because it's I, I, I everything, haunt him.
0: everything you've said is absolutely right. And I but the main difference in what I'm saying between what you've said and what he's done is it, it's 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 not business, it's football. No, it isn't, it isn't, it
4: isn't but it isn't, it isn't about it, business, it, it, it isn't about, business. It is, it's it's about football. Not, no, it's about, not, you. it's about how human beings deal exactly. with other human beings. I know. And how, know. And, how, and, how and, and the things that you put on the table when you sit there in a boardroom or whatever it is, and you put these things on the table, there was, could have been a whole raft of things. He said, yes, I might look at it. In the way that Derek." To be fair, if I understand it, and James can probably clarify this more about the whole Bradford situation. But my understanding was he was he was talking to Bradford back in the, in the December before he actually eventually left. Now I don't know what happened with all those discussions regarding Derek, but Derek stayed even if he'd had, had that discussion, say six months before, Derek's presumably stayed true to his word to the football club and said I'm here till the end of the season, even though there'd been an approach to him and everything else, that he, he stayed with us and stayed loyal to us for that next six months, which would have allowed us, in theory, to plan or do whatever we would have, would, would have done. But to walk away at that first thing, you know, and I'm, people are taking the mickey about a pub league and everything else. Yeah, the ability to play on, play in Europe and do whatever. But the reality is, what's, what's, what's the best for him? Fourth place is the best, as exciting as it gets. You know, if they get third, it's like, oh, you know, but you're never ever going to win you're never going to come second because Celtic and Rangers are going to win it every season. Yes. So you're just, you're just taking part in a little merry-go-round with 12 teams with nowhere else to go apart from the odd gaming against some... Yeah, you're right. Not, yeah.
0: You're right. But I, I do see his reasons for going because all he's, all he's, he's, everything you said, is there is no integrity there. And I, I, like I say, there is criticism of Stephen for the way he's done it. And I don't like the way he's done it. But I'm not surprised. That's my take yeah. on it. So, so, go on. I was going to say, Swids, you've got a, you've got a view on this. Being a, doing the job you do,
3: I've got lots of views. So there's there's, there's two two marks here. Then we've got we've got you know knee-jerky rational mark, and then we've got calm, you know, reflective and considered mark. And uh, I think you know, Monday, Tuesday, it was it was the former rather than the latter. You know, I think we all felt just let down. I think we felt, uh, and we see it from a fans. We're we're really uh involved and in, invested in the club emotionally you know and you know and, you know to steve unfortunately it was it was just a job you know we we can't understand that you know because it's, it's our football club yeah you're right you know so uh i think we we're all really upset and couldn't understand it it was it was like a loss uh but then you know as the week panned out for me you know and it, and it became clear that you know that uh, derek was going to be coming back you know in my mind then the, the rational side Kicked in, and I thought, well, you know, Derek and John with the with the management duo we wanted at the beginning of the season. Yeah, now we got them. You know, <laughs> so, uh, I think I think I think it's great. You know, and if anyone is going to keep us up it's going to be those two. They know the club, they know the infrastructure, they know the people. You know, they know a lot of the players. All right, not all of them, but if I know Derek and John, well, you know, John does for sure. But if I know Derek and he's done his homework on uh, on on them all, and he will he will have a plan. You know, I would not bet. Against us staying up, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm convinced we're going to stay up, and I think we've got a better chance now than we did have at the beginning of the week.
0: And uh, I, I would agree with you completely. And please don't get me wrong; I, I'm not in any way, shape, or form sticking up for Stephen Robinson. I'm as disappointed as everybody else. But as soon as Saint Marin came in for him and there was money on the table, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying that's each turned his head. I'm not that saying it's
3: Stephen Robinson's gone. Let's move on.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh Joel, uh, Joel, I know you've got a nice little uh, story that you've sort of um, you can embellish and say uh, somebody else has pinched off you or you've pinched off them. But uh, you've got a theory about us and so Swids about uh,
1: Malkin managers. Oh yeah, no, the whole uh, yeah, a few people have mentioned this on <clears throat> on Twitter about uh, James and the ball playing a bit of 4D chess, letting uh, Bradford pay a bit of compensation for our manager. Then selling his replacement and getting Derek uh, back on a free. I mean, what more can you want? But yeah, I think it's, it's interesting. Some of the, the listen, to some of the points you're making. I, I, I like Pasha's kind of business comparison because it, it is it, it, like like you say, uh, it, he wasn't just some kind of lowly in, in quite a lot in a lowly position at the company. He, he was the manager of the football team. That's that's really quite a big job, and he's come in with a plan and ultimately football you say football's not a business but football, football, I agree but I, more from the perspective that football is emotional like and you say loyalty's not a thing in football but you know look at look at look at people like Baz you know <laughs> it's it, it it's it kind of football kind of flips from kind of I, I feel like it, it kind of has the extremes more you get some moments of what feels like extreme disloyalty and they probably feel more extreme because of the emotion but then you also get some moment, some instances that are extremely loyal and it's just life, I guess, but I
0: think Unfortunately, it's my jaundice view that the loyalty is the rarer one
1: of the two, and that's Very possibly, I haven't thought enough about it to tell you the truth, But, uh, but really, you know he's made these promises, and I think from the club's perspective as well, like it's a two-way thing, and I think you know. I don't think anybody can say that the club hasn't backed Stephen. You know, they've gotten Martin Foyle in as the head of recruitment, which is which is his man. They've they've built the infrastructure off the pitch, well, partly with the head of recruitment, but obviously, think people coming in like like Ben and the general manager, you know, which Stephen has sung the praises of. So, the club have been working towards things, and like you know, we've not you know got a pot of money we can just pull a training ground out of the bag, but we're working towards it, and. Also, our our form and our performances, to tell you the truth, were very poor in in November and uh, December. Like the, when you look at the performances, the underlying numbers, as well as the actual results themselves, they they weren't good. But the the board and the club, they we we stuck by uh, Stephen and they gave him a chance in Jan. They said go into January. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, fix whatever areas of the squad need fixing, and fair, fair play to see he did that and we, we've, we've seen it in the performances now but we've shown that faith in him and then for him to kind of turn around at the first sign of oh a bit more cash and let's be honest a bit of an easier job except mirrored because we are it is difficult this job at morgan let's let's not make, not make any bones about it but for him to turn around like that it, it feels quite you know Angry. I think it's all right to be angry and a bit emotional about it, because it's football, it's emotional. Yeah, it is. So moving on, I'll come to James
0: now, because obviously um, Tuesday Tuesday night, we're on the way to Rotherham, we've got Baz and Wainers stepping up to the plate, who did a fantastic job, Uh, and you must be thinking, did you you have an emergency board meeting and say, right, do um, do we have a short list of one? Do we advertise it? Do we get somebody in short term? Did we give Baz and Wainers six weeks? How did it work?
2: We actually had an emergency board meeting on Monday night. Um, uh, And and then we all went away and and reflected because we all had different thoughts and and opinions. Um, And then, yeah, it was pretty clear what we needed to do, to be honest. Um, We've maintained a a good relationship with everybody who's left the club unless there's been some sort of acrimony or issue. And um, Derek's, a, Derek's a good manager. He's a very good manager. He's yeah. Arguably, in my humble opinion, um, one of the best in, 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 in the EFL. And um, as much as some people will have issues with what's gone, in, gone on in the past, he got us promoted. He joined the club and he came to us and he did exactly what he set out to do. And he did it in less time than anybody expected him to need. Um, and, and yeah, we, we, we kept in touch. Um, so in the situation we found ourselves in, which was completely unexpected and was a shock, it it was something that was, I think, relatively obvious, um, and what happens in football is the moment something changes and there's a manager going out, you get a million calls, you get a million people applying, you get all of this noise and all of these people you know calling different people i, I don't know how the older people's mobile numbers but you know charlie's got one and mick's got another and i've got one mick's got 50. but no it was it was pretty clear um and and as i say we main, we'd maintain good relationships you know I, this is maybe something from my background but you never ever ever burn a bridge
4: yeah. um
2: and and because there's no you never know when you might need to cross it again um so yeah it it, it is it is it is where it is. And I'm very, very pleased that it's all happened so quickly because we've got to win six from the next 12. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's got to be the, the core focus. And then we've got to work out how to then kick on and develop all of the stuff that we're doing yeah. just with a different person in charge of the first team football.
0: Moving on, um, we've still got eight, eight players that Derek's familiar with. Uh, we've got a lot of cup finals to come. Uh, and we start with Ipswich on Saturday. Um, I can't see I can't see too many wholesale changes myself. Um, I was watching the game on the iFollow I- I at Rotherham the other night, and uh, one one the, the listening to the Rotherham commentators, who were very very complimentary about us, but they were reading texts out, and they got a text in from. Uh, Derek from Kirby Lonsdale, who's listening as an away fan, and whoever takes that in is a comedy genius because I was laughing my head off. And, uh, did anybody else hear that? <laughs> uh, I just thought that was funny because I was like, well, yeah, somebody knows, somebody's hinted they know something that we don't, and it was very prescient. But um, I can't see. It t- was probably Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite, quite probably. <laughs> But um, it was a good one anyway. I started laughing at loud, oh, that's comedy genius. Uh, and somebody's accused it. Was it you? I said, no, it wasn't me. But there you go. Um, so I can't really see wholesale changes for the Ipswich game. Ipswich uh, drew two all on the first game of the season, surprised them that day. Uh, I think they'll be probably a little bit better equipped and they're playing a little bit better football. Different manager. They've got a fantastically assembled squad at great expense. Um There'll be some differences that Derek will notice. Obviously, having probably something in the region of 5,000 in the Mazoom is going to make a massive difference because he won't have seen that before because the highest crowd he's ever seen is about 1,400. So that's going to make a massive difference. But uh, do you see wholesale changes, Fritz?
3: Uh, do you know I, I just I don't know. I don't know. I haven't thought that far ahead, if I'm honest with you. Derek will have his own uh, way. I think Derek will just be pleased to have 5,000 people who aren't on his back. You know, and you know, and uh, I'm really pleased to see him. So I think that'll be that'll be absolutely brilliant. You know, uh, so I, I don't know if he's going to line up. He, he said in his interview today that he was going to go after them, but you never know with Derek as well whether is whether that's uh, just uh, uh, mind games or not. Who, who knows? I can't wait. Honestly, I'm so looking forward to Saturday. I just feel like it's a little mini season that's going to be started on on Saturday and. Uh, you know, we'll just we just have to all stay positive, all stick together, and uh, and get behind him.
0: And posh, yeah, you, you, you're quite happy with the appointment.
4: Yeah, no, I agree with all that. I mean, I, you know, I think and, and everybody's hinted at one word. I think throughout this is a bit of look. Um, you know, it is. There's been a lot of conversation about luck this season. You know, the what's happened with Steven at the same time, you know, at Derek getting, getting the boot just beforehand, um, you know, setting him up nicely for coming to us. You can call that luck if you want, but um, we're the beneficiaries, I think. Um, we need a change of look and hopefully that will happen on Saturday because we needed something to change. We needed something to change the results and the big piece of luck that we've really had is that there's still four or five teams around us who for all our problems have not capitalized on it at all and move forward. So what's happening on at Lincoln, at Shrewsbury, uh, Fleetwood, Wimbledon. you know, Wimbledon mainly, obviously. Um, these are the ones that, who just haven't done anything themselves. And we've made a big change. Let's hope it just pays off. I, 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 and, and you know what? And I'm with Mark. I just think it's really exciting. I think it's going to be, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Because, you know, they're, are you know when you keep saying that phrase that somebody you feel like somebody's getting, getting a real hiding off us.
0: And I, you know, Joel, how many I, I have said this on every bleeding podcast since about September, haven't I? That every team, no matter where they are in the league, has one game where everything they it goes in and they beat somebody by four goals, and it hasn't happened with us yet. Please let this be Saturday.
1: Yeah, I think you said it for several years and I follow as well (laughs) for this. I probably Uh, did, actually. (laughs) But, yeah, it's interesting with Derek coming back, obviously, uh, coming up against Ipswich. I think our home form, I think a few things about the stadium, the pitch maybe a little bit, play into our hands, the way we're able to perform on it and kind of squeeze teams a bit. I reckon Derek might be able to play to that. I don't really think there should be too much changed because... We've been playing really well recently. Maybe a couple of tweets. I'm sure Derek will spot things he wants to improve. I mean, it's interesting from a kind of stylistic point. I think it's, it's it's interesting watching a lot of people talk about us under Derek last season because you'd think that we were a kind of like gnarly one nil shit outside, and, and we really actually weren't. Uh, just a couple of little number, like a couple of statistics to kind of reel off the top. Like we 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 uh, conceded the most goals in the top seven. We 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 created the most chances in the division. Uh, I think our our combined goals for and against is 127, which is the second highest behind Oldham, who were just daft. Uh, so he wasn't this kind of like gnarly. It was it was it was a it was a fascinating kind of team because we we were very low. We had the lowest possession in in in, in the uh, in the division, but ultimately on the flip side of that. It was yeah, yeah but on the flip side of that <laughs> we, <He's back. laughs> we were also we were we were also creating a load of chances. So and and consistently more and better chances than the opposition. And as a result, we didn't actually keep a great deal of clean sheets because it was often we were outscoring people. So it's interesting to see some of the, the looking back because obviously the playoffs were quite gnarly and attritional. But yeah, you know, one off games against the top sides in the division, that, that's how you that's how you win them sometimes. But I'm I'm interested to see how, what kind of like marrying of approaches we'll see because I I think for all and talking of people maybe making slight falsehoods out of certain styles of play I think Stephen Robinson made it, made a little bit well, it was a bit disingenuous when he referred to how we played because he talked about this kind of passing football and to it let, let's be honest we, we 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 did knock it around nicely at times nicer than we did under, under Derek and Lee too. Uh, that's that's not surprising we're we're in a higher division with better players but ultimately since we've had this bit of an upturn in form we've been quite a bit of a hybrid side we we like knocking it about but we're also very very happy to go long to Cole or Jonah so it's not it's when when you know we kind of have this oh we're just playing nice football but we can't get the results we're actually playing nice quite effective football and getting chances at the moment But there's a good bit of directness in there as well. So maybe Derek will look at maybe marrying them up. We'll just have to see. And maybe a couple of little motivational things he might have up his sleeve to kind of get that confidence and maybe just turn the look around a bit.
0: I think, uh, and I I, I go back to your point there, in the fact that uh, Wembley against Newport was possibly the worst game of the season. Uh, Any of us bothered? No, I thought not (laughs) because it didn't matter because we we got what we wanted and it was the same in the away game at Tranmere. The away game at Tranmere wasn't the greatest opening half and then we sort of scabbed two goals.
2: But did anybody care?
0: No, because that's what we've got to do Saturday, James, isn't it?
2: Um, Yeah, it it is, although we've been playing good football. We've been creating loads of chances. I think the biggest thing for me on on Tuesday night was just they just kept on going. There was absolutely no let up in attitude or spirit or morale. It was it was truly impressive stuff. Um, and I know Derek was watching it and thinking, "Oh, okay, this lot I've got I've got some fight in them." Um, so I, you know, how we set up, how we play is entirely up to Derek and his team. Um, but. <laughs> I don't think necessarily we're going to see a, a, a massive change. And I agree with everything that Joel said. People, people see what they want to see. People, people believe what they want to believe. And people sometimes make um, something fit a narrative that somebody else has said has been repeated enough times and it becomes in their heads. And it, it's, it's a lot of nonsense. We, we created more chances than any other team in the league in, in, in the 2020-2021 20, 20, 20, season. Um, and as Joel said, we conceded a lot as well. And so we were not a we were not a, a, a team that some people believe that we were. Um, and so yeah, I think I think the last last 12, 12, twelve games are going to be good. I think I think,
0: and this is a, a stat worth coming out with, and the fact that the thing that got us into the playoffs was we won twenty three. The thing that kept us out of the playoffs, uh, kept us out of the automatic promotion places, sorry, was that we lost fourteen. So we were likely to win. Now, that kind of form, only drawing nine out of a full season, that kind of form from now to the end of the season, i.e., out of 12 games, win seven, draw one, lose four, five, that would keep us up. And that's exactly what we need. So, yeah,
2: yeah. And nobody's better at working the 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 resources they've got available and actually understanding the statistics and the data that, that that feeds into how you play than than Derek Adams you know he he absolutely is a is a believer in 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 playing what what's what's real rather than what people perceive um, so so yeah I, I think um, if anybody's going to achieve what we need to achieve in the next twelve games it's Derek.
0: I'll. I'll uh, I've got an interesting. Uh, well, I think it's an interesting point to make. Um, do, I, I want your opinions now. Derek went to Bradford, knowing that, that he would have uh, the pressure on his shoulders. But do you think, given the time that he's been there, that he's had enough time to to do the job that he did? we gave him? Sort of like most of the season, sort of like November, December onwards to sort out the wheat from the chaff and he got us ready. And we obviously in the January signed tombs and he, you know, he got other people in and got stuff ready. Now he hasn't had that at Bradford. He, he got there late because obviously he left us late. Uh, and it was a sort of fate fait accompli. And obviously the only player that he, he took two with him. He took Henry who didn't last and obviously he got Jan Songo. So from that point of view, uh, posh, um, the weight of expectation at Bradford is, is what's cost him his job. But surely that, you know, <laughs> They've got they've got this thing where we every Bradford fan you speak to we were in the Premier League for two years and it's like that was twenty years ago get over it
4: yeah I mean, I'm being a bit I mean, frankly who cares about Bradford <laughs> I don't um, exactly you know what that I was
3: thinking too who cares about Bradford City Bradford.
4: It's, it's Bradford's problem you know if they've got over expectations of what their managers are going to achieve and they fail because that level of expectation weighs too heavily then tough frankly you know and, and that was what Stephen robinson perhaps you know can look reflect on that actually we gave him an easy time you know those couple of months where he dropped tombs and um and we we started to really drop off um and didn't look like a good side um and then he t- realized perhaps where he needed to be looking and we we started to improve again um you know i don't want that to have cost us um but no. but you know but the as far as derek's come into the side it is it is about that change of look. But I think also that there's things that he will look at. I'm, I'm, I'm merely speculating. I'm not suggesting any of these kind of things. But if you look at the role that Jan Songo played in front of the defence, because you make that kind of a almost like a five. So, you know, they, that that can drop in and you can and add that cover. and But you can also break away with the ball. You know, Usman um, fane since he's come in, um, he could be that kind of ball winner on the edge of the box that helps break up play and gives us a bit more protection at the back from stopping maybe some of these silly goals he might he he, he might see that as being part of the solution you guess. guessing and um, he obviously used to play with a kind of 4-1-4-1 4-1 formation almost or uh you know sometime with two up as well but yeah. you know there's there's things that he may change and you know a bit of a bit of a different style of play but he'll look at what we've got and actually say is this really working as they as this this has obviously been working for us in terms of playing nice football, but it hasn't been good enough to get us results. So what little tweaks will happen? And Osman Fane, maybe a couple of tweaks in midfield. I think maybe we could do a lot better. We can make those little steps that could start winning those games.
0: So leading on from my point there, Swids, you're right. Nobody cares about what happens at Bradford, but I was you know, making the point that Derek's kind of coming home now and there's going to be more than likely more than 5,000 there on Saturday. And uh, most of them are going to be right behind him, which is nobody's been right behind him from Bradford from day one. So he's uh, he a he He has got to do a decent job, hasn't he? Because he's got everybody on his on his side for a change.
3: Uh, absolutely, and if you think back, obviously to the season uh, up to last season, there, there was no fans in, was there? It was. No. It was- you know, it, was, it, was, uh, it, it wasn't great, was it? I and mean, we were lucky enough to be there, but, uh, you know, most of the fans watched it on iFollow. So it's a very different uh, scenario. He's playing to an empty stadium. I think he had, he had probably three months of, uh, three or four months of, But uh, well, I think our crowd was below 2,000 at that point or something like mm-hmm. that. So it is going to be great for him, I think, coming home. And I can't wait to see him, honestly, because half the entertainment of the match is in touchline as well. It's just it's just great with how he reacts to, you know, bad refereeing decisions and stuff like that. He's passionate. You know, is uh, uh, yeah. It's he's, he's great to have him and, and John back. Who's, you know, he's, he's probably just enjoyed his little holidays, John, and he's now back doing the job he loves.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? I think somebody's. I think it might have been you pointed out that uh, John, 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 John got made redundant and we paid him off to the end of the season. He's back before the end of the season with another job, and I'm like, that's a good thing to happen, isn't it? That? <laughs> I, yeah, I wish
3: that, have, I wish and am uh, You know, I'm ready to go again. It's, it's worked in our favour, hasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, it, was,
0: it was very interesting because uh, on the on the picture when he was stood between uh, Da and Rod, uh, there he is, and he's got he's got jeans on. I didn't know he had a pair of jeans. <laughs> so, yeah. I, James, are you uh, are you? Uh, hopefully, you're you're coming up. So are you coming up north Saturday for this momentous occasion? or Are you watching on? I follow.
2: I can't on Saturday. I've been. I went to like four on the bounce b- until before the Rotherham game, and I was I was thinking about Shrewsbury, and then I'm very pleased that Storm Eunice hit because Storm Eunice pulled out a tree, sent our, our trampoline like 300 metres down the road, and all sorts of other crap. So on Saturday, I was like, I can't really go to Shrewsbury. I'm quite pleased that I didn't. So I can't on Saturday, but honestly, I. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 so looking forward to hearing the Mizuma. Um, I, I wish I could be there, but I went to I went to so many games this month that I, it, it, I would not be very popular at home.
0: Oops. Yeah, you got it. You got to be. Uh, yeah, you've got to. You got The work-life balance has got to be right, and that includes the football, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, and it's it's as everybody knows, I'm, I'm not based that close, so it's quite a it's quite a big round trip. <laughs> Yeah, and just as a matter of interest,
0: uh, James, just for everybody who's watching, uh, if you're listening, this it's not the, quite the same effect. But James, just come off the 5 side pitch, and uh, I, believe, I believe you're a uh, full kit wanker. Would you like
2: to demonstrate? <laughs> I don't mind at all. I'm not embarrassed, honestly. I'm always a... I'm always full kit wanker on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a five-a-side pitch. Normally, I wear the black kit because it's, you know, it's not quite so obvious. But no, I'm, all, I'm always full kit wanker on a, on a five-a-side pitch. I
0: love it. I absolutely love it. And it, like I say, people have stopped giving you grief because you're used to doing it now.
2: Well, you know, the hardest thing tonight was I was playing against two lads on there. I was playing, I, I basically defended because everybody was playing against was 22 or 23 years old. I'm 46. I'm like more than twice as old as these two young lads who are running at me. I'm like, I, I, I can't progress down this pitch because if I do, they're going to absolutely skim me. So I, I sat back um, and, and yeah, I think being being 46 years old, they, they don't dare say a full kit wanker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I'm glad to hear it. And uh, Joel,
1: um, looking forward to the Ipswich game? Massively. I mean, it, it's, uh, Derek coming back as just you, you take take the logic out of it, which is kind of the other way around how I usually say. But like you could t- take the logic and, and the boring grizzly bits that I usually like to think about. Just as as a story, as as an emotional kind of thing, it, it it's really great film. You know, you know we've we've <laughs> he's he's come back after promotion to to come and rescue us at the last minute. You know, it's <laughs> as a as a kind of a a good kind of story. It, it, it's brilliant, and if he keeps us up, you know. It'd be amazing. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm anticipating quite a big atmosphere. Obviously, through his return, I think there'll be a few extra people because it's Ipswich and, you know, it is one of the bigger sides in the division. I'm sure Ipswich will bring plenty. So, you know, it's there's a lot of things going for it on Saturday. And then, obviously, topping it off with uh, Derek's homecoming, first time you know, playing to a really full kind of Mazuma Stadium, you yeah, know, it's, it's really exciting. I'm really looking forward to it.
3: But nil nil written all over it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Thanks for that little ray of sunshine there. <laughs> um, I, I was just going to say, James, um, it, it might be just worth jotting down what's happened this season. And then uh, if Derek does pull us out of the mire, then you know, give Spielberg a ring because it would make a bloody good film. <laughs>
2: Like every everything that happens in Morgan will make a good film. Oh, yeah. Honestly, the, the last the last few years would we'll make a good film. You know, it's 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 wonderful. Um, but we we again, as we said all along, we've got to make sure that we're not sort of caught up in in the emotion and just happy to be here side of, side of things. What's so, interesting is who would play you then, James, in that film? I I, I don't know. I mean, I've got absolutely no idea. You you got a better idea than me, Damon. <laughs> Bugger off, <laughs> off. No, well what, what what I would say is this it, we we find ourselves with twelve games to go in the drop zone we're just in a league higher than we were for for most of the last fifteen years um and if if there's a time to 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 find and, and reinvent that same spirit that we needed in all of those seasons up until two years ago, then it's now um and and if we can do it in this higher division and then kick on, then yeah, the next couple of years are going to be really really exciting. They'll be exciting regardless, but yeah, just rediscover what we did for so many years before before Derek came along, basically. And uh, and yeah, the end of the season is going to be a lot of fun.
0: And I, I think that's a great place to end on because um, you're absolutely right, James. Because the simple fact is that when we were we were fighting in the division below, fourteen hundred was a good crowd and. We'll have over 4,000 Morecambe fans there on Saturday cheering them on. Uh, and that's got to be a good thing. And so uh, a good time to wrap up. Thank you, uh, as usual, Joel, James, for your time. Um, are, you, are you going home on the train like that?
2: Yeah, I'm going home in my, in my full kit. But I'm gonna, I'll, <laughs> I'll probably do my jacket up because it's about it's two degrees here now. Like, honestly, and I'm not going to get home till 11 o'clock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Um, if you want to donate any of your old kits to James he will wear them at Fiberside. Uh Swids uh, Swids um, there's going to be emotion in your voice on Saturday when you're announcing Derek isn't there
3: I can't wait well, I'm just thinking about the music I'm going to play as well you know the Return of the Mac I think and uh, <laughs> MNF, guess who's back you know yeah just, yeah well, yeah, awesome. well. I
0: should look forward to that thanks for being with us tonight and thanks for airing your views Posh thanks as always um, always thank thought you. provoking.
4: Yeah, thought. Oh, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> there's so he frozen? has he frozen? Oh, eh? <laughs> um, yeah. Echo episode is a book of. Full gift that keeps on giving. I mean, what a, what a season. I mean, I can't remember. You know, I always, it was, you know, you could fear the worst sometimes actually coming up to a big league, but the excitement of seeing all these big teams, But oh my God, what a season. And this just, the drama of the last week is just yet another moment. And let's see what we can do over the next few weeks because, God, it's going to be fun.
2: Yeah, you're right. Final word to James, did you win? did actually, won by one goal and it was down to gritty defending for the last five minutes. So yeah, we did.
0: Backs to the wall, that's what we wanted to hear. That's And that's called foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> right, this has been ShrimpNet. I've no idea what episode this was. Thanks to Joel, thanks to James, thanks to Michael, thanks to Mark. We shall see you all Saturday. Uh, if you're watching on iFollow, um, you know, expect James to text in with this is James from London as, as a home fan. Because uh, he reckons it was Charlie that did that one last night. Hope you enjoyed that. We'll be back next week to talk about the fabulous 4 0 win over Ipswich. I say that every week. Let's fingers crossed. Thanks for listening. See you then.